This episode of The Guy Pod is brought to you by the Shops at Coldwater and Citadel Insurance Group, an Allstate agency. Citadel can take care of all of your insurance needs from auto and homeowners to boats and life insurance and everything in between. Call 256-826-5309 to speak to one of our trusted advisors to see if Citadel can get you in a better place on your insurance. Citadel Insurance Group is open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. The Shops at Coldwater, one of a handful of retail incubators in Alabama, is the home to a highly curated gift shop and boutique located in beautiful, historic downtown Tuscumbia, Alabama. They specialize in gifts for everyone in the family, on-trend clothing for women and kids, and have a unique mix of snacks, including glass bottle sundrop and Frios gourmet pops. Stop in at 109 East 6th Street in Tuscumbia and see what everyone's talking about. The Shops at Coldwater are open Tuesday through Saturday, 10-ish to 6-ish, and Sundays and Mondays when they feel like it. And now, here are your hosts of The Guy Pod, Josh Kelly, Skip Nichols, and Adam Gooch. And welcome to The Guy Pod. I'm Skip Nichols. Josh Kelly. Adam Gooch. What's up, everybody? What's happening? Man, we are back. Man, happy holidays. I know, right? It's a new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, America. 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 Right now. Oh, yeah. We are definitely America. I'm going to tell you, guys, I am... uh, I'm channeling my inner Toby Keith, yeah, all, yeah. all this week. Oh yeah, it's 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 been pretty crazy. So it's the American way. So whoever's li- when you're, if you're listening to this, when you're listening to it, at the time of this, we just killed Suleimani or however you net- pronounce his <laughs> Salami. name. Salami. Salami. Suleimani. We just we just bombed the you know what out of him. We did, and I'm pretty pretty happy about it. No doubt. Oh, I feel safer. I just I mean he's responsible for killing hundreds. Of American lives, maybe thousands, I don't know, and then tons of other nationality who are people, his own people, everybody else, and right. we killed him, and I'm we happy did. about that. Well, he so. messed he messed with the wrong crew, you know. Yeah, like at some point, you can hate us, but don't don't mess with us. Yeah, yeah. and he messed with us. So, and you know, he, he probably just saw it falling out of the sky too. I mean, oh, you know, he saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't run. No, I mean, at that point, what do you do? I mean, you're just bye. You just kind of look up and. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of looking up, Josh and I earlier, we were talking about Space Force. Ah, Space Force. Did you know that, like, as of December 20th, 2019, that they are actually, they're official now. They are the sixth branch of the military. I'm like the real deal. What I love about it is, is for, like, the first year they were talking about Space Force, I just thought it was an internet meme and a joke, (laughs) which is my favorite thing about it, because, like, I didn't think it was real. I mean, I thought it was cool. It was a great idea, but I was like, I, I didn't. I just thought it was a joke. Well, given the news cycles of the past couple of years, <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, it's not hard it's not to fathom of, that it could have been a joke. I'll be honest with you. I'm really happy about the Space Force. I mean, I just, it's a need, I think. Well, here's the thing. I want, I, I pick, when, I, when you say Space Force to me, I'm picturing, you know, the, the, quintessential space shuttle right the white yep with the black you know with oh yeah with these laser cannons on the side like gun like a gunship like i'm thinking that and you think like what a um you know a, a fighter uh, fi- uh a fighter plane you know like a i can't think of the name of one but have they got the missiles on the bottom of the uh-huh. wings like that's what i'm seeing on the bottom of the space shuttle yeah oh yeah it's gotta be lasers lasers we have because lasers go against gravity like <clears throat> missiles don't. We have lasers. Yeah, yeah if they sure. dropped a, they dropped a missile, it just float. Just float. So it's got to be lasers. No, I can it's like, it. it's like, like Star could, Trek. It's like they could shoot a they could shoot a missile in space. 
Here's like, the thing. If you're, you're like listen, slow. If you're the listening. Photo, uh, there's a reason that the Starship Enterprise shoots photon torpedoes. That's it. Yes. I never watched those movies. Yes. But here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you're some type of an engineer, um, let us know who's right here because I think that you could shoot a missile in space and get it to where so. you want to go. No. How can you fly in space and get where you want to go? Same principle. You got propulsion. Yeah, but it's like slow. Like anything you see down in space, it's like little puffs of air. I mean, how do you know it's slow? And they're expendable. I mean, photons, you just, you know, recharge and shoot. Yeah, just keep. We don't have those, though. We we have lasers. I know we have lasers, but not like. Hey, you didn't think we had a space force. Well, I know we have one now, but uh, um, I'm not really sure exactly what the space force's job is. Um, But, I mean, I'm sure it's to protect. I mean, like. You know, each branch of the military has a job. Like, they have a, here's what it is. So, like, Air Force is, you know, planes, helicopters, satellites. They're all of our air and space power, right? Then you've got, like, the Army is the dominant land power. Um, Biggest branch, too, right? They are. They, They generally move into an era, secure it, instill order values then rolls out also the army is responsible for guarding u.s installations and different properties all right then you get the coast guard yep their mission is primarily you know domestic waterways right you know protect it they uh do law enforcement rescues drug prevention clears things up did you see the video of the coast guard guy like jumping off his yeah, onto the uh, and knocking that dude off the little dinghy he boat. J- he jumped on. No, he jumped onto the, the top of the submarine. The submarine. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah and like and pulled knocked, dude out. Pulled him out. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Marine Corps is the rapid reaction force. Right. They can fight sea or land. They're usually the first boots on the ground. Yep. Um, they're known as the fiercest warriors. Navy, obviously, they accomplish their missions by sea, but they also air and land. Oh yeah, yeah. Seal, seal, sea, seal. air, and land. We met a and, seal uh, back in the back in the summer. What or was when was it? Back in mm. back in spring, when the seal came out there and talked. Oh yeah, came to church. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's his name? I bought his shirt. Yeah, his book. I bought his book. Yeah, but they secure the oceans around the world and create peace and stability. Keep the seas safe for travel and trade. Yep, that's and, the uh, Wikipedia. And then title. You know, without the navy, there there are no village people. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. they're fighting seamen. The yeah. Navy fighting seamen. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Said, said truly like a guy that was, you were in the Army, right? I was in the Army. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, that makes what, sense. Yeah. It's, uh, what years were you in? Uh, 2008. 2008. Yeah, man. I was high speed then. How does it feel that that was like 12 years ago? It makes me feel old. I, if I had stayed in... I could retire this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in real life, I cannot retire this year. <laughs> no. If I'd stayed in March the 8th of 2020, which is the year of our Lord right now, I would have had 20 years in the Army. And you could be done. I could be done. I could retire and get paid the rest of my life. And wow. Then you, and, then, and then we could have started this a few weeks later. I know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was the, the I joined the Army when I was 17, went to basic between my junior and senior year. And what was cool was that, so I was in the infantry, and I got to, got to leave school a little early. I had to get the superintendent to sign off on it, and I started my senior year a little late. They were probably happy you weren't there. <laughs> I had good grades. I mean, I was a good kid. <laughs> I had good grades, so they were like, all right, cool. And because uh, I already 
I don't know what you call it, clipped out of the uh, – yeah, I was exempt from all the exams and stuff, yeah. so I was good. You don't really do anything first week or so of school anyway. So um, I didn't get to play football my senior year, yep. though, because of the Army. Huh. Um, so um, – but they ended up kind of working some things out, and I got to got to come on. But the uh, – um, long and short, um, I did – I was gone like 15 weeks. So you're in this processing thing for like a week. Then you go straight to basic. Regular basic's like nine weeks. Then you go to – uh, AIT and get your job training, whatever it is. But in the infantry, you do it all at once. And then I went straight to jump school after that and got it all knocked out before I was in 12th grade. Huh. And then I realized when I got home, I did not want to be in the infantry. Especially, it really hit me in jump school when they're talking about people shooting at you. And I'm like, hang yeah. on a second here. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris never got shot. Right. Arnold was never wounded. Right. You know, we need people shooting at me. Um, I get that, to shoot at them. They don't get to shoot at me. Yeah, that, that you know, and I got to think about it. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this fits my lifestyle. So I did correspondence classes and became a finance specialist and uh-huh. I processed payroll. There you go. That was pretty cool. Yeah. A I, I lot, lot less chance of being shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, um, I ended up getting an infantry unit anyways because they needed a payroll guy. You know, so, my, my daughter's in the Army. She is. And um, she's got another three semesters down there at AUM in Montgomery. And then uh, she'll commission as a second lieutenant. Mm. So she's been uh, calling me every day, giving me the, the updates on, yep. you know, this, that, and the other. And she's like, I'm, I'm really glad that I have this ROTC contract right now because she's non-deployable for another year and a half, two years. But um, Amid all the Iran. But, yeah. Like. But, she, so she, but she thinks that it's – it's going to be over sooner than later. I mean, I here, think, here's so. here's the thing. I mean, of course, I'm long time detached away from all of that, but um, the technology and the information we have right now at this day and age, and people that's in places that you wouldn't even believe there are, this will be swift, and it's probably over now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but well, President Trump's already come out saying that they basically backed down. Here's the thing. Yeah, I think they said something like, we have now concluded the retaliation. <laughs> yeah, like, we tried. It's like, they do not want this. No. Yeah. They did try to bomb us. They missed. Which they're now coming out saying that our anti-missile like missile defense systems basically did their jobs. Did their jobs and so, so no I, one was hurt. I got to we go lost to, a helicopter. I went to Hawaii. I went to my, uh, Maui uh, back in the summer of 2016, and we did this... Um, you know, hey, when you go out of t- go out of places like that, exotic places, you can do little day tours and things like that. And there's this big volcano there in Maui, and I forgot the name of it. It's like the highest peak on the island. And we rode uh, this van up to the top of the mountain. We got to ride bicycles down it. That was not the mountain; the vo- it's a volcano. And at the and so we actually got to go to the very top. Is a wildlife reserve? Is it preserve or reserve? Preserve. Preserve. Yeah. The wildlife preserve. P. I think so. Not an R. I know, but at the beginning. <laughs> is it a P? Is it I think a it's a preserve. Preserve. Yeah. Preserve. Because I know that, like, you know, strawberry preserves. I like yeah. them on yeah. toast. It's like the Preservation Society of America is a preserve. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or could it be like a reservation, though? No. Reserve? Skip Google that. I'm Googling. It is so, a wildlife preserve. With a P. So I was with right. With a P. So I was right. Um, yep. So I'm calling it this. All the ones around here are called refuges. Refuges. 
So, anyways, yeah. at the very top is the wildlife preserve, and um, at the very top as well is they have the what do they call it? Uh, the space. Um, what do they call it? Space. Not. I want to call it space balls, but it's not it. Um, not space force, but maybe it's called space force. The missile defense system that they came out with. Star Wars. Star Wars. There you go. Star Wars. <laughs> and um, so it's up there, and there's like four or five fences. And the, the guide was like, hey, listen, you can walk up close to that fence, but you don't go past that fence. He said, they'll shoot you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. He said, no. He said, they'll shoot you. He said, so you walk up the fence. It's got a sign that says, do not touch the fence. Do not get within five feet of the fence. But evidently, the satellite there can see something the size of a basketball, like 100 miles above the Earth's surface. Wow. Oh, wow. I guess it's pretty cool. Wow. I mean. I've got, a, I've got a feeling that we've got a lot of people in the audience that – are connected to different branches in some way, shape, or another. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about all the different branches and kind of see what we know about their history? Right. I like it. Well, I know a lot about the Army. Yeah. Of course. I probably forgot a lot, but um, I'm not going to sing. Yeah. But I can. <clears throat> you going to sing the songs? I can. <clears throat> you know that. I can. I'd like to hear it. I mean, what kind of songs do you want to hear? I mean, do you want to hear like... The, the G-rated cadences? The cadences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite one is called Little Bird. Little bird. Yeah. It's a little bird. Let me see if I can remember it. Little bird with a little head. I don't G- remember. G-rated. I remember sitting on a windowsill. You lured him in with a piece of bread. Then I smashed his little head. And then there was a um, one where we just shouted airborne the whole time. The, the only one I'm super <laughs> familiar with is There She Was Just a Walking Down the Street. We, <laughs> Singing do ha diddy dum diddy Here's the thing. I remember in basic training, we tried that one time, and we were so offbeat that the drill sergeant got mad and smoked us. So when you get smoked, that means like you got to get down and do push-ups and stuff. And I went to basic in Fort Benning, Georgia, in the middle of the summer of 2000. Well, that was nice and comfortable. I and think. like it was like hot as anywhere I've ever been, and the ants are like an inch long there on Sand Hill. <laughs> and you'd be down on this blacktop pavement stuff. You could smell the flesh burning on your hands, and you, you can't say anything about it. Or you get smoked more. Absolutely, and that's no fun. One time, this guy, you know, there weren't cell phones then. And, well, maybe there was, but we didn't. None of us had one. And uh, somebody bought a, um, a dis- had one of those little disposable cameras, you know, that you wind up. Oh, remember yeah. those? <laughs> and he uh, he was take. We were out on bivouac. We were doing something out in the woods. And uh, this guy, um, he was he was posing, and uh, um, t- and had this other guy taking his picture. And one of the drill sergeants <laughs> saw it, and he got him down. Was making him do push ups. He took all twenty pictures of him doing push ups. Oh my god, it was great. Some of that stuff they said was like, I mean, it was funny. I mean, just the things these drill sergeants came up with, and like you wanted to laugh, but you couldn't laugh. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was pretty good. When uh, when Abby was out in Fort Sill, uh, her drill sergeant, I, I guess they do everything they can to try to find stuff out about you, and some way somehow he found her IMDb page because you know it's been a couple bit parts in movies and different things, and uh, so the entire time she was there. He either called her Hollywood, Talladega, or Bama. <laughs> and just totally made fun of the way she talked the whole time. She's like, I never thought I had an accent until I got to the Army. Yeah. I had this one guy called, this one just trying to call me Texas Pete. Texas and I'm like, Pete. here's the thing, I'm from Alabama. I don't care, you're Texas Pete boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. You just be whatever they tell you to be. I, I also learned that you never volunteer for anything. 
when you're in the military, especially basic training. It's a lot different once you get out of that. But, of course, when I went through, they could still really mess with you. There wasn't yeah. – uh, right after I went through in the early 2000s, some senator's son went through and complained to his dad. And anyways, it, everybody's just – I mean, it's it's not that hard now. I'll just say that even when I went through, my dad was in uh, – he got drafted to Vietnam. He had me – you know, scared prepared, death. and I got through like the third week, and I'm like, <clears throat> "This is hard stuff." Coming. Well, I mean, like, this is hard, but it's not that. Hard. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not what I thought it was. Of course, he probably had it. He went whenever Vietnam was in the '70s. He had me built up, you know, yeah. that get ready. But so, what story was I telling? Oh, not to volunteer for anything. Yeah. So they asked, "Who could drive a truck?" Well, <laughs> I can drive a truck. You know, I'm in first one hand up. Come on, Kelly. And <laughs> next thing I know, I am uh, toting a wheelbarrow from one side to the other with some sandbags we needed for a thing. So <laughs> That's I, um, I learned not to uh, volunteer anything after that. And they waited a couple of weeks, and they said, who wants to go bowling? And I knew. I was, Here's the thing. <laughs> this is not. Fool me once? Okay. Yeah. But I learned my lesson, and there's a couple – everybody's hand went up, and and uh, I remember saying, I remember I didn't budge. He said, "What's wrong, Kelly? You don't like to go bowling?" <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I said, "No, just sir." I said, "I don't. Uh, I don't like to bowl." And he started laughing, and he picked five or six of them. That was cleaning the toilets. <laughs> was going bowling. Going bowling. bowling. So, yeah. um, I've got lots of stories like that. But so the army, um, I can tell you some information about the army. So the army was officially established. By the Continental Congress in June fourteenth, seventeen seventy five. Seventeen seventy five. So about a year before we actually got our independence. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. So it's also Flag Day, June fourteenth. I think. So it's makes sense. One thing too about the Army, though, it that's not the modern day Army we have today. The modern day Army was. Let me see. I've got these notes somewhere. I don't know what I did with it. It was like in the seventeen eighties. Because after the Treaty of Paris, you know, they disbanded everything and then formed the army back up. Right. And then, of course, everything else followed suit. But uh, um, they're the biggest yep. by far um, active duty and reserve. There's as many National Guard as there are active, just about as many reserve, I mean, active duty as there is Guard. Then the reserves are about half. It seemed like there's like, last I looked, it was 350, 360,000 active duty. Right. And about that many uh, guard and about half that reservist. Cool. So, I mean, if you look all in, I mean, That's there's folks. six, seven hundred thousand. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean. Which makes it cool, too, because the Army is so large. There's bases all over the world. So, oh, if you man. join the Army, like, you can pretty much go anywhere you want. Like, you, you know, can see it, the world, literally. Is, it's really neat, too, because of the, you know, the National Guard is owned by the state. Yes, you're you're in the army, but you're controlled by the state and stuff. So that's pretty interesting as well. Yep. So, uh, um, so yeah, that's my. If we're being honest, the army's the best. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it is, it is. Some some would say. I love. I mean, we're all military. Military is military, but we're yeah. the best. Yeah. Well, the there's best. some that would argue. Yeah. But nobody else is here that's been in any of it, so it's I can true. say that and it's have true. the microphone. My sister's um, boyfriend, fiance, they're probably going to end up getting married. He's a Marine, and I really enjoy messing with him. <laughs> I got a lot of Marine friends. Marines are awesome, no doubt. But uh, I really like messing with him. Yeah, Marine, 
they deserve the bragging rights, but it seems like Marines brag about being Marines more than any other branch. Oh, 100%. Very you proud of it. You don't hear anybody in the Army brag, like, braggadocious about, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Army, but, like, Marines, you're going to know if they're, they're Marines. Very, they're, very, they're very proud. Yeah, you know? which is cool. That's a cool. No, absolutely. I mean, know. those guys are hardcore. Um, fun fact, I actually, so it, when you join the military, no matter what, you, you go to this place called MEPS. It's a military entrance processing station. So at the time, I went to the one in Nashville. And so you go up there, um, you go, you meet with these liaisons for each branch, and then they, you take these tests, ask family stuff, and they take what you qualify for and stuff. So I actually went, I was torn between the Marines and the Army when I joined, and I decided to go Marines because I thought it was cooler right. at the time. I got the dress blues. And I yep. got and I got up there and I walked and I s- sat down with the Marines liaison and he's like, All right, and they this is the best sales guys you'll ever come in contact with. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. They're sitting there at that desk and they got two or three guys around you, the recruiters there, and they're trying to get you to pretty much do what they what they want you to do, all of them. And he was like, Here's what here's what you should do right here and it's kinda of some I don't even remember what it was, but something was like, well, I will die right away if I pick this. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, what about my bonus? And uh, we, don't, we don't do bonuses in here right. in the Marines. You'll be a Marine. I'm like, no, nah, bro. And I looked at the recruiter. I said, you told me I was going to get this and, uh, and all this stuff. And he's like, well, you'll get, you know. And so, and I was like, no, nah, dog, I'm out. And I, <laughs> so I said, let me think about this. And I walked out and I saw the Army recruiter. I said, hey, man. What you talked about, is that still on the table? He said, absolutely. I said, you take me home tomorrow? He said, absolutely. So that's how I got in the Army. And I went in there. Section and a bonus. And, uh, uh, so I did Show it me for, the money. I did it for the money at that yeah. point. And uh, um, I was really torn anyways. And uh, so that was a funny story. So when you're there, you get violated. Right. Like I mean, violated like you're in a room with these guys with white lab coats on, these minor lights on, and you're standing there in the nude with all these other guys, and they've got you bending over, checking things inside you, and all of this is not pretty. Right. Yeah, Abby was not discussing anything that happened at MEPS. She was like, mm-hmm, no. They check up in your butthole. I'm just going to tell you right now, <coughs> not pleasant. Yeah. So I've got a brother that did the first half of his career in the Navy and then finished out Army. Ah. So... um I guess I was a struggle for him at the football game every year. Right. <laughs> Stand yeah. in the middle, right behind the goalpost. Which, which way do you cheer? I mean, what do you do? I asked him one time. He says, well, I wait until the end of the game, and I cheer for whoever won. <laughs> I, I, I'm I in win, on that. Basically. I'm in on that. Uh, there was a guy, this older guy that I was at basic with, and uh, he, he never really talked. No, I mean, didn't talk at all the whole nine yards. And so – I remember at the end when we were graduating, we got our dress uniforms on and all this. Um, he's got like, it looks like he's about to fall over with all the medals and stuff. And we're like, what the crap? And like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? And I was like, bro, he's just like, well, I was in the Navy 15 years and beforehand. And I, I forgot why he had to go back through basic. But I was just like, like this guy was like a real, you know, you know, bad, you know yeah. what? I mean, and I was just like and the whole time I was like, I thought you were a dork, you know? I mean, because he just never really talked. He was this old guy, and I was like seventeen. I was just like, what a nerd! And like this guy could kill me with his pinky, but it was funny because he, you get to keep all of your awards and medals at the things you wear in your uniform. And uh, I mean, I see, I'm serious. He had more than half the drill sergeants there, and <laughs> probably and, had two shoe boxes full. And nobody knew, and I was just like, what the crap? Like you know, and he come out. <laughs> You know, he was looking like a general, didn't he? I don't remember if he was something like 
I don't remember if he was a seal before or something. He was he was right. something cool, you know. And uh, um, but anyways, I love it. But, it's cool when you think like we talk about the space force just being put in. Like it doesn't seem like it's the military. Like you shouldn't be adding, but like the air force was added after World War Two. Right. So it's a it was founded in like fifty seven. It was the, That's the army air guard. Or Army Air something or another at first, and then that became the Air Force, yeah. and now that part of that becomes the Space Force. Yeah. So I guess the Space Force is the grandchild branch of the Army. Is yeah. that how that works? Sort of. Could you know, be. I don't know. Well, I mean, it just continues we call to call it a love child? <laughs> Pretty much. The Air Force was created because they recognized that ground forces needed air support. Now we've just elevated to the level of technology and all that that – even air, whether it be satellite navigation or whatever, it needs space protection. So, and you know, the cool awesome. thing is the Air Force like, controls all the nukes, too. Yes, they control the nuclear missiles. Yeah. So, all these planes that are dropping these bombs over there, there's nobody flying them, there's right? Dude, dude with a joystick, that's all drones. And call, so, so cool story, miles away. Cool story. Um, a friend of mine who's an insurance agent in upstate New York, in Rochester, New York. His brother designed and laid out NORAD. Oh, wow. So over in Colorado Springs, and we were over there for an event, and I got to go in there and, like, look in the front door. Like, that's about as far as they would let me. (laughs) So at the time, I still had a security clearance. I had a secret security clearance. I didn't have the top secret at the time. And um, I got to walk in the door. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean. Well, like was, war games? No, it was like, a, I mean, literally, it was like a couple of chairs and like a, <laughs> looked like an old dentist office where the part they got to go into. Yeah. yeah. But I got to you go in. The, you saw reception. Well, I got to go in there and meet his brother who, man, and I'm not, I don't forgot what he is. He's really high up in the yeah. whatever. But so, I mean, you got these guys over there in a, in a hill in Colorado. Yeah. Flying drones all over the world. No oh, yeah. doubt. Like it's that's pretty cool. So yeah. I don't know, I don't know, you know, what goes into like with that drone strike on, you know, Salami Boy over there. But like somebody in Colorado could have been doing that. <laughs> Absolutely, that's pretty awesome. I think it's cool. Like when you look, because you talk about which branch is like the coolest or the strongest, or but it seems like it's so personality based. Like 100%. Marines are Marines, but like. Air Force is different, but like there's some bad boys. They can call them Chair Force if they want to. But. Here's the thing: there's there's cool cool things for everything, and they all have we have to have all of them to to protect and for sure and and do what we do. But I mean, when you really dig into it, there's all kinds of different nuances and stuff. So like the Army, there's every position there is. I mean, from the combat yep jobs to postmen to doctors to attorneys, lawyers, Marines, all their jobs are combat. Yep. yep. You know, same thing in the in the, the Navy and stuff like you, you think about these battleships and these awesome. giant submarines that are going. I mean, these are cities. Oh yeah. They're floating cities. Yeah. They've got everything. There's yeah. no way that I could um be in a submarine for God, no. two months underwater or yeah. <laughs> just blows my mind yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, when I when I first looked at going in the Navy, that was gonna be my job. And that's one of the reasons that I ended up not going is um, I was going to be in a submarine most of the time. Now, I've got a good friend, probably the oldest friend that I can actually remember. Right out of high school, he went in, and he was a submariner for years. Man. And uh, loved all that stuff. But I get seasick. I couldn't do the Navy. 
Yeah, I don't get seasick, but I, I mean, but I, I just I don't know that I would enjoy that. Yeah. Now my my brother, the one that was in the navy, he, the the ship that he was stationed on, they had just built. They built it in Norfolk, Virginia, and it was going to be home ported in like San Diego, and it was too big to go through the Panama Canal, and because of the time of the year, it couldn't go around the bottom of South America. So he gets assigned to that ship, USS Carl Vinson, CVN seventy. I don't know why I still remember the number for it. Anyway, he gets assigned to that ship, and he has a nine month cruise around the world to get it to just to get it to its home port. Wow. So he's on that he's on that ship for nine months. So he literally sailed that around the world. Yes, he's literally he literally around sailed around the world. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's a cool story. Yep. Yeah. And his son was born um, while he was gone, born on like the twenty eighth of June, but where he was, it was already the 29th of June. So he still confuses his birthday. That's funny. When was I actually born? My mom's dad was in World War II, and he he was uh, those big guns on the side of the ships. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, so, like, when they were storming Normandy and Beach and all that stuff, like, he was shooting. He was covering he those was guys. Covering he was covering those guys. That's he, he, rad. He, uh, um, he's passed, but, like, he wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't. I mean, he wouldn't talk about it. Like, he, those guys really see some, I never saw any, um, any war time when I, I was in during when everything was popping off in the Middle East, but I was, I actually, when I graduated, I got an ROTC scholarship. That's what ended me up in Florence. And uh, so in 2001, I was I was a freshman at UNA, and when yep. everything popped off and I couldn't get deployed. Sand, yeah. Now, I wanted to, you know, but, but you know, you think about those guys back in, well, all of them, I mean, what <clears throat> people see or troops see every day, but, I mean, you think about World War II, man, those guys just – Seeing people getting cut in half on the beach. Yeah, I mean, easy. Whew, man, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. I, the one I think that doesn't get the props, it probably deserves, because it's probably the most made fun of, is the Coast Guard, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, when I saw that guy jump off the boat or a helicopter or whatever it was, jump on that submarine, submarine yeah. jerk that guy out, punch him. <laughs> that, that was awesome. <laughs> Hey, let's take a quick break. we got to get a uh, commercial in for our now national sponsor. Hey. Thank you, Allstate. So we're going to take a quick break. Bow, bow, bow. Hang on to those thoughts about the Coast Guard, and we will be right back. Let's face it. Sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced, shop local, eat local. But what about local expertise? At Allstate, Josh Kelly is just that, a local so contact Tuscumbia Allstate agent Josh Kelly today so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. His team can be reached at 256-826-5309. Allstate, are you in good hands? Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. I'm going to tell you guys, that made me tingly listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> you love anybody talking about you. I do. I can't help it. Yeah, it helps. I like seeing my picture. Yep. I like seeing my name. You got your billboard. You can see that. I do. Yeah, so that's fun. But yeah, Coast Guard guys, I mean, those rescue guys. Listen. I mean, the they're Guardian not, did it. The Guardian made me a believer in the Coast Guard. They're nuts. Yeah. They're Ashton nuts. Kutcher, Kevin Costner, that did it. But I think that was good, though, because you think of, I mean, you think of the guys that are in the Navy. Well, the Coast Guard's doing the exact same stuff. Yeah. They're just protecting the U.S. borders sure. and stuff. I mean, so it's a... Uh, um, I looked it up. So according to the U.S. Coast Guard Boating Resource Center, 
on an average day. So this is just like what these dudes do every day, right? The Coast Guard conducts 109 search and rescues, saves 10 lives, seizes 169 pounds of marijuana and 306 pounds of cocaine worth $9.6 million and investigates six vessel casualties. Wow. Wow. That's, that's an average. Day. Yeah, that's an average day, average yeah. work day. So, like, they're at war, like with the cartel, right? Yeah. So while the others are battling, so there there are no extreme, rules in, the, in there are no rules of engagement in that war. No, yeah, you're fighting so, the people so, directly so to now, the south. Weren't they called something else before? The Revenue Cutter Service. The Revenue Cutter Service. Yep. yep. The Revenue Cutters. They were established as they were the smallest. Um, they are the smallest of all U.S. branches, but they were started as the Revenue Cutter Service in 1790. And in 1915, they were reformed as the Coast Guard under, yeah. under the Treasury Department. Huh. Kind of like Secret fact. Service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what people don't know now is that they're actually part of the Department of Homeland Security. Well, So in 67, they were transferred to the tra- Department of Transportation. Huh. And then in 02, they got switched to Homeland Security. Gotcha. So well, That makes sense. So that was going on. The cool thing sure. is, is that um, the president can be like, if there's if there's something like crazy going on, they have the power to transfer them, to control them to the navy. Yeah, so they just swap over to be. Yep. Yeah. They can do part or all of it. They can transfer yeah. them to the to the coast navy. guard. People don't if know. there's like a time of conflict. Yeah, people um, in the coast guard, they're actually navy seals who came from the coast guard. Oh wow! You could be coast guard seals, like because it's like you said, functions under the yeah. navy. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. The uh, four-star admiral over the Coast Guard is the Coast Guard Commandant. The Commandant. Commandant's a cool word. It is. Yeah. It just sounds good. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool. Well, you were saying earlier, I'll read this because you said that, uh, you know, the Army's the best. So according to Glassdoor, right? So the, the career website, um, according to Glassdoor. That's be good. Yeah. The, um, when you look at top-rated military service branch. Air Force. Uh, no, actually. Really? So... They went through all their polls. The Marine Corps is number one based on all polled. The Marine Corps gets 4.2 stars out of five. Number two is the Air Force. They get 4.1. Navy's number three. They get four stars. Coast Guard is also tied into the Navy. They get four stars. Army ended up last, 3.9. I could tell you that. Wow. Yeah. 3.9. 100% could tell you that. So according to all their um, research and all that, 86% of Marines say they would recommend the Marines to a friend. So 86% of Marines are that guy. That like Absolutely. Marines are the only way. Uh, the same number goes for airmen. So Air Force, 86%. What about the seamen? The seamen, uh, 83% of seamen say they would recommend seamen to their friends. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot <laughs> not laugh at that, child. I'm sorry. Eighty um, percent of Coast Guardsmen say they would recommend the Coast Guard, but only seventy-eight percent of those in the Army would recommend the Army. And one hundred percent of terrorists would recommend against getting drone strike. <laughs> yes. What was that? What was that joke you told me earlier? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if that uh, needs to go all the way across the world. Here's the thing: if somebody's listening to our podcast and they're offended by the joke that I want you to say. They're on the wrong podcast. You need to find a different podcast. Because here's the thing. We literally have bacon in our logo. Yeah. What, uh, what color was uh, General Suleimani's eyes? I don't know. It's blue. One blue that way and one blue the other. <laughs> <laughs> that's just as funny the second time I heard it. Oh, that's good. Uh, blue. Wow. That's good. 
Yeah. I do think the, the moral of the story is regardless of what branch of military you discuss. You're bad, you know what. Guys. They're all awesome in all different kind of ways. It takes all of them. And if you mess with one, you get all of them. That's right, man. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. That's it. What's You know, what's a fun thing, too, is is the dynamic between enlisted and the officers. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, you call an enlisted guy – Sir, or something, and you know the the classic line is, "I work for a living, boy." Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've seen both sides of that, but yeah. it's a uh, um, it's pretty cool. One of the things that you see inside of the special operations guys, like the SEALs, the Rangers, Army Special Forces, the the what's the Air Force guys, the cool the um, is it the searching right now? What's the Air Force um, elite um, guys? I don't know. Man, it's going to drive me nuts. I'll Google it. But you, you don't see the um, – uh, i got to Google this now. Um, but you, you don't see the the rank and stuff as much of a thing in that. Right. The respect level is a little bit different. Yeah. The elite team. The elite team. Sounds Air Force awesome. Special Tactics. Pararescue, that's it. Para, the pararescue, Air Force pararescue guy. Like they got a lot of the special reconnaissance, TAC. Yeah, the Marines got the special operations command guys. Yep, they do all that crazy stuff. Um, yes, the Air Force pararescue. Those guys are pretty bad. And the, of course, you got the special forces or the the Green Berets. They have they have something called TACP, Tactical Air Control Parties, too. Yeah, I couldn't think of what it was called. All those guys are pretty, I mean, <clears throat> these guys are pretty hardcore. Yeah. I mean, very hardcore. You don't want to get on their bad side. I mean, just the, the training that these guys do. Like, you, you think of a professional athlete. Right. Like, a, let's, let's just think of a, a pro golfer, right? Yep. And, and you put it in terms of how many balls a day these guys are hitting and how long they've hit for, you know, hundreds and thousands of balls every day and that's all they do is eat breathe sleep and we're not playing they're watching film and studying and all the stuff that goes with it well these guys are doing the same thing but they're training to kill people no doubt and yeah marksmanship and, and do different and, you know and it's not golf shots breaking it's... into places and running like it, <laughs> right. and it's really they practice that much i mean yep. these guys are um they're they're pretty awesome my, one of my favorite shows on TV right now, Seal Team. Yes, absolutely. And uh, um, I don't know how accurate it is because I've never been a Seal, but yeah. from what training I did, I, mean, I was in the infantry, but it, you know, it's different level. I mean, we did a lot of training and stuff, but not like yeah, Run not like again. these guys, you know. Run it again. And, and I could imagine that what they do is a, I mean, even that show kind of gives you a glimpse into a piece of it, but it's yeah. not, you know. There's no right. way they see really what these guys no do every day. But that show does a good job letting you see, too. Obviously, always sort of the unsung part of anyone that's in the armed forces is like the family side on the back. Oh, yeah. You know, like what it does to their marriages and their relationships with their kids. And like it, mm-hmm. it's a it's a family calling. So, yeah, no. Uh, just as many heroes here at home as absolutely. there are fighting overseas. It's tough. I, I'm just glad that there's guys like that. Yeah, that do the things that they do. Now, a few weeks ago, um, I don't think we've recorded a podcast since Josh and I went on this little trip, but we got to meet a guy um, that that his dad was General Patton's right hand guy, Ace. Ace, wow. So, 
Corky, the guy. I think we can say what we did. We did the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky, and it was so much fun. I love how things are made. That's one of my favorite shows, how it's made. How it's made. I love seeing the um, the inner workings of things. Like I love touring factories, like anything like that that I can get behind the scenes on. And we had a guy trip, and we went up to Kentucky for a couple of days and toured different distilleries and stuff. And we met this guy. And he was cool. I'm gonna tell you, like I wanted to be his friend. I did. I wanted to <laughs> like, hang out with this guy. We were fanboying. I mean, we were fanboying. And we just met him, and uh, super cool guy was. He was an insurance guy, and he ended up, you know, resurrecting his family's distillery. But his dad was Ace. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he was his number two man. He, I mean, he has Corky has General Patton's sidearm, the one he carried everywhere. He's got Golly. it. He owns He's it. got it. What's that thing worth? Oh, it's priceless. It's, I mean, yeah. to me, it's priceless. And yeah. then that, the stories this guy told, man, I mean, it's not just that, but every. It's six figures. Every, probably three or four hundred grand. Everywhere you turn, he had another story. One of them being his college roommates were the Almond Brothers and Al Gore. <laughs> True story. His, yeah. The four of them in the, in the school, the military school they were at. And What's more cool about that is that Al Gore actually well, roomed with the Almond Well, they, they booted Al Gore <laughs> after about three or four weeks. <laughs> they hated they him. said he was too square. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. He said that him and the Almond Brothers ended up getting kicked out of that place shortly yeah. after that. But that was a neat story. But he had a lot of cool stories. What's, what was Corky's last name? Taylor. Corky, Corky Taylor. Taylor. He owns the Peerless... Kentucky Peerless. Kentucky Peerless. Distillery in downtown I'm Louisville. I, um, I don't like the way a lot of that stuff tastes. I'm not a, you know, I'm not really into into that kind of stuff, but I really like the history of it. Yeah. Of course, that's Skip's thing. He knows more about that stuff than anybody. He's, I just, he's pretty up on it. It was kind of Skip's um, bachelor, bachelor party. party pretty much. Yeah, and, yeah right. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> but we had, a, we, had a, we had a, it was a great trip. It was we a got cool to see trip. a lot of cool stuff. And, Seeing the, the just the different nuances of of how they the, how they make the stuff, the and, processes, yeah, and how they were different, but all just alike too. It was it was really cool. But yeah, Corky was he was like if if you're ever in Louisville, Kentucky on a Saturday, he he gives you the first half of the tour. He works on Saturdays giving tours. Wow, and uh, he tells you all about the family history. And it was he, worth the thirty bucks. He is a great great dude. It was neat. It was wow. really neat. So, fun fact, before we keep going, because I had to look this up, <clears throat> we were talking about lasers earlier. Yes. We do have lasers, um, and we actually have them developed and deployed by the U.S. Navy. So, currently, uh-huh. we, have, we have one. Um, in December 2014, the <clears throat> United States Navy reported that the um, LAWS, so uh, Laser Weapons System, worked perfectly against low-end asymmetric threats, and so it is now um, deployed on the USS Ponce, and is authorized for defense. What does it do when you hit it, hit somebody with a laser? It just like melts it. Like it just there's Shoot videos. The whole through. You can look at it. There's videos on YouTube of this thing in action. God. It's awesome. But yeah, it just. I wonder what something like that cost them. It I, works I wonder, so well. I'm so sure there's a real cost to it, but what they charged whoever sure. developed it charged yeah. the Navy. It's got to yeah. be a billion dollars. So they're um, in January 2018. The Navy announced a 150 million dollar contract with Lockheed Martin for the production of two more laser units to be delivered in 2020. 
Uh, one will be fitted to the USS Arleigh Burke, while the other will be used for land-based um, testing. So $75 million a laser. So, yeah, so further contract options could bring the value to $942.8 million. So you're pretty close to that billion dollar. So we got wow. la- we got lasers. We've got billion dollar lasers. I want next next step, attach them to sharks. <laughs> Laser sharks. Hey, let me tell you another um and the only reason I know this is I teach I teach psychology have for about fourteen years at a local college. And uh when we start talking about perception and sensation and stuff like that, this actually was in the textbook. The army has this it looks like a big satellite dish. Mm-hmm. It's mounted on top of these trucks. And it's a crowd control kind of weapon. And what it does, it, it emits sound waves that when they hit the human body, it activates the nerves under the skin, and it makes the people feel like they're on fire. But they're not actually on fire. Just makes you run away. Just makes you run away. Like you. So not only do we have lasers, but we can actually make you feel like you're on fire. Yeah. So That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's you just know. the stuff we know about. Yeah. Did you hear about the guy, the the soldier who survived the mustard gas and pepper spray? He was a seasoned veteran. Yeah, that's just like think of all the stuff. If we know that we have lasers and like electromagnetic deals and sound waves that make you feel like you're on fire, like what do we have that they haven't released yet? Yeah, God, or that we just don't know about. Yeah. There's so much stuff that goes on. If they oh told us, goodness. we would do something stupid. For you know? sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, they probably you, keep all of it out of Area 51. Did you hear about oh. the um, the accident at the Army base a couple weeks ago? Mm-mm. Yeah, a tank ran over a box of popcorn and killed two colonels. <laughs> With a cake. Colonel, wow, wow, wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's going south quick. I got a lot of good jokes. <laughs> do you, though? Yeah, what do you call a Marine with an open head wound? A jar head? <laughs> <laughs> hey, last one. What branch of the military do babies join? The infantry. Ah. <laughs> wow. They're getting worse. All right, one, one more. Did you guys hear about the karate champion who joined the military? He nearly killed himself the first time he saluted. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is that one funny? I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, how about... what? No, some of these I can't read out loud. This is a PG. All right, where do rabbits learn to fly? In the Hair Force. Oh, yeah. No. They're getting worse. They're That's getting funny. Yeah. Worse. You should have stopped on the karate chop. You really should. That was. That one like, was you'd finally got ahead. What did the Navy say to the Coast Guard? We'll see you later. Oh, my God. All right, last one for real. What do you call a snail aboard a ship? A snailer. That's funny. Is, well, it, is it, though? <laughs> Is it, is it really funny? Here's the thing. He's not a sailor. He's a snail. Forget you guys. Somebody is listening. Chad Johnson is probably. About, he's about to pass out he, right now. He is. He's, he's going to laugh so hard. So I don't care about you two. Chad Johnson's laughing right so now. So here's the deal. Natalie, if you're listening with him when this podcast comes out, if he does pass out, please video it. So we've yes. got a friend, Chad Johnson, 
who gets so tickled and laughing. He actually started laughing so hard one time, he passed out and hit his head and had to get stitches. Yeah. True story. Big supporter of the put, podcast. Put a put a pillow under his head before anything like that. Love happens, you, Chad. But, but please do get a video there. Natalie. <laughs> oh man, are we ending into my jokes? I, I don't know where we go from there. To be honest, you, <laughs> do we t- do we take our final commercial break and then come back with fake news? Ah, <laughs> uh, probably. Go army. <laughs> Real tough. Let's face it, sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced, shop local, eat local. But what about local expertise? At Allstate, Josh Kelly is just that, a local. So contact Tuscumbia Allstate agent Josh Kelly today so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. His team can be reached at 256-826-5309. Allstate, are you in good hands? Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. You read that so well, Ah, oh, I appreciate that. All right, folks, it's that time of the week when we do our fake news. And uh, for those of you that might be joining us for the first time, we've got three news stories that I'll be sharing with you. And it's up to Gooch and Josh to decide which one is the true story. You guys ready? Let's do it. Oddly enough, nothing out of Florida. Oh, wow. Abso- Shut up. Absolutely. That, makes, that makes it more difficult. Go home. Absolutely nothing out of Florida this week. Okay, news story number one, if you're keeping score at home. President Trump says that when he is no longer president, he intends to buy the entire NFL. (laughs) This comes out of Washington, D.C. on Fox News Sunday. President Donald Trump was asked about his plans once his time in the White House has come to an end, and his answer has critics slamming him once again. Trump responded that he will set his sights on buying every NFL team to restore it back to its former glory. A few minutes later, when they were about to go to the commercial, he sported a hat that said, Make football great again. (laughs) That is story number one. He could do that. I mean, he could. He could, yeah. Story number two. And this is kind of interesting since we've been talking about Space Force. And I set this up before we started talking about Space Force. Wow. So, Anyway, Hubble captures image of golf ball orbiting the moon, Houston, Texas. NASA officials say the golf ball struck from the moon's surface by Commander Alan Shepard during the Apollo 14 mission in February 1971 has been spotted orbiting the moon. Shepard drove the first six iron shot from a dusty lie on February 9th with a good backswing and follow through. His second shot was duffed and only went a few feet and he picked that one up. NASA physicist Gordon Stilwell said that with a gravity factor one-sixth that of the Earth, it was reasonable, easy, easy for the ball to leave the moon's surface and enter orbit. Using the stand- standard orbital decay formula, it is estimated to fall back to the moon sometime in the year 2037. Wow. So, mm. That's a cool story. I want that to be true. I want it to be true. And I know he hit golf balls on the moon. Uh. Was he on the moon, though? Alan Shepard? Yeah. Uh, Are you one of those? Oh, that's a different pod. That's a different episode. That's a different, po- that's a different episode. <laughs> okay. And story number three, for those of you keeping score at home, researchers discover a seaweed that tastes like bacon and is twice as healthy as kale. Mm. This comes out of Corvallis, Oregon. 
and uh, Oregon State University. The seaweed, a form of red marine algae, looks like translucent red lettuce. It also has twice the nutritional value of kale and grows very quickly. Did we mention it tastes like bacon? According to Oregon State researcher Chris Langdon, his team started growing the new strain while trying to find a good food source for edible sea snails or abalone, a very popular food in many parts of Asia. The strain is a new type of red algae that normally grows along the Pacific and Atlantic coastlines. So those are your three stories, guys. We've got seaweed that tastes like bacon. Trump is going to buy all of the NFL, or there's a golf ball orbiting the moon that will fall back to the moon sometime in 2037. All right, I got mine. So, I mean, Trump would say something like that. He would. He would say something like that. Yeah. And then the golf ball, like, I think it could happen. It could happen. I mean, could he hit it hard enough that it would go into orbit? Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then the seaweed bacon. If he duffed bacon. the second one, he probably wasn't a very good golfer. You know? And then the seaweed bacon thing. I mean, can seaweed really taste like bacon? I think the, uh, I've had lots of stuff for us. That like, this tastes just like so-and-so. And I taste it, it's like, it tastes nothing like what you said it tasted <laughs> like. So, like, I think that they might can think. Here's the thing. People that eat tofu and all of this health stuff yeah. think that certain things taste good because they're used to eating cardboard. So I think that they would think that it tastes like bacon, but it doesn't really. Yeah. But I'm I'm out on Trump. Yeah. In the I'm NFL. I'm out on that one. Yeah. I was in on golf ball till more I got thinking about the seaweed thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Because, um, like, even if it could make it out, like, which, I mean, I guess the atmosphere of the moon would, like, if a golf ball could leave Earth's atmosphere, just get, like, burned up. It wouldn't survive. But, like, maybe the moon's different. I don't think the moon has an atmosphere. Uh, hmm. Honestly, because. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with the bacon seaweed. Yeah, 100%. Bacon seaweed? Yep. You are correct, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Um. Langdon realized he had his hands on something with a lot more potential when his colleague Chuck Toombs visited his office and caught a glimpse of the growing seaweed. Toombs said he thought the bacon seaweed had the potential for a new industry in Oregon, told Oregon State in a press release. Some red algae is now sold in the U.S., but it's a different strain than one harvested at OSU. Langdon says he's growing about 20 to 30 pounds of the stuff a week, but he plans to more than triple the production. So congratulations, guys. Got it. Back in the saddle again. I'd like to try the seaweed, I'll be honest. If I I had some here, I would eat it. Listen, if you're listening to this and you've got this, we want to try it. If you have the seaweed bacon, or or the bacon seaweed. Can you order bacon seaweed? Uh, We could probably get in touch with this guy Langdon. Yeah. Chris Langdon at Oregon State University. We run a very popular podcast. Very extensively popular podcast. We're now uh, available. Also, too. We now have listeners in five countries. Listen, listen, guys and gals. We have gals, too. We can be bought. So if you have something cool that you want us to talk about, just give us all one. Yep. And if we like it, we'll talk about it. And even if we don't like it, we'll unbox it or whatever it is you do on the air and and make it sound like we love it. Yeah, Yeah. but you need to pay us if it's not something that's cool. (laughs) Then you you have to pay us not to talk about it. Things that we like. We like tech gadgets. Yeah. We like... Food. Food. Um, Food. I mean, anything cool. Anything cool. Or that we can use. Yeah. We need to do an episode on my special underwear. Mm-hmm. Do we, though? We they sh- we should, because here's the thing. Anybody that I've ever got to buy a pair and try them, 
Yeah. Swears by it. Skip. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. You called me an idiot for six months, and finally. Well, that had nothing to do with underwear. For <laughs> <laughs> being honest. <laughs> but you fought it for six months, and you got you a pair, and and ordered all wear. And this is yeah, three years now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm about to throw up my mouth. I just got a mental picture of you in your underwear. Well, you know, the thought of you saying, "Hey, to everybody you know." <laughs> you need to try these underwear. Yeah, and the, the sad part is that a lot of you out there listening right now are also wearing this underwear because of Josh's recommendation. I, I can't believe you don't sell it yet. We've tried. We tried. And these we hooked up with these guys in Turkey. And we were trying to get them manufactured because, fun fact, Turkey has a ton of textile mills and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. make very good quality Socks and, and stuff, underwear. socks, underwear, clothes, that kind of stuff. But a lot of sock factories and stuff over there. Um, also, North Carolina has a bunch of sock yeah. factories. Like mm-hmm. North Carolina is like the sock capital of the United States. Yeah, they make um, they make our sock dude socks. Yeah, in huh. North Carolina. So, Tom's um, logo is a sock. So, yes. it. Oh, oh, think about that. I never have. Oh well, yeah, yeah. it is. It's the Tar Heel sock. Oh. It's the sock steak. It's no it's longer the Tar Heel steak. It looks better than like a foot, probably. Yeah. So Interesting. It is a sock. I don't know if that's just coincidence, maybe. I've never thought about what a Tar Heel was. <laughs> no, I don't know what a Tar Heel is. I guess it's a tar on your foot, like a, like a heel <laughs> of your foot and a tar oh, yeah. with tar on it. Yeah. Somebody walked in tar. Now they have a Tar Heel. I guess so. Kind of like an Aggie. I don't know what an Aggie is. It seems a bear, isn't it? No, I mean, it's, it's like A&M, this agriculture, so the yeah. people there, they're Aggies. Well, like an ag- yeah. Google it. Huh. Yeah. What's an Aggie? Well, that's I mean, exactly mascot's what it is. A dog. It's a, a-, a- dog, bulldog or a bear or something. Their mascot's like a lassie dog. Okay, so it's a Aggie's a dog. What do you think about somebody having a mascot has nothing to do with their name? Skip. I don't know. <laughs> Elephants. Also, fun fact: we had lunch this week with the first person to be Big Al for the football season really so a person who attends an agricultural college is called an aggie now the definition of an aggie is an agricultural college or a student at such a school so i was right so what animal so auburn fans can be aggies because hamilton high school are aggies because started out as an agricultural school (laughs) or you know here's the thing it's a dog Sometimes people could just call something something that don't mean that. Right. I mean, that's a thing, too. Words mean things. Or you could be somebody like Skip, who went to Auburn, and their mascot is a tiger and an eagle. They don't know what the difference is. The mascot is a tiger. The war cry is war eagle. So you don't have an actual eagle down there? You don't have shirts with eagles on it? We do. Do do y'all have shirts that say Roll Tide? Yeah. That has nothing to do with your mascot, Big Al. Roll Tide is what we say. War Eagle is what we say. <laughs> but you have an eagle. <laughs> do you have a tide? No. <laughs> You're just sad because you don't have a tide. Yeah, I kind of am. So honest. a lot of the – I feel like we've talked about this. We, we have. Have we talked yeah. about mascots? Extensively. Because <laughs> I feel like we have, so I'm going to quit talking about it. Yeah. All right, never mind. Oh, my gosh. If I had to pick, we'll end this way. If I had to pick right now, I have to join. I'm going Air Force. I'm staying in the Army. Stay in Army. I, I'm going Army. Yeah, I'm Air Force. I'm too old for any of them, but. But 
Yeah, they're definitely not taking no, me. 45 or 42 or 45, you can join. You're still way 45. outside that yeah, number. Yeah, I'm outside um, the yeah. parameters, but 45 hey, is. And, and to be clear, to be clear, in case you hear this or whatever, we love you, Marines. Air we do. Force, oh, for sure. Yeah. Coast Guard, Navy. I'm just saying, I think like the Air Army. Force, I think the Air Force probably has the best of everything. Like they, they get the best like bases and housing and yeah. food and Bottom line, they don't really have like boot camp. I think they have like small group training or something. <laughs> just Monday night small group. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, they uh, they get medals for everything. And bottom line, or issue their own unicorn. Is the three of us are proud Americans? Absolutely. And yeah. are we? We are proud of each and every one of you that go and do your thing to make it to where overweight guys like me that are old and have a bad back. Yep. Don't have to. Yep. And people that have done their thing. Yes. For sure. We um we we proudly support every branch of the military, including the Space Force. Yeah. Yes. And and I can say that the Army is the best because that's what I was in. Yeah. So I can say that. I can say that it's this is the best you know. And uh nobody can say anything to me about no it. No doubt. All right, so Space Force Space to infinity Force. and beyond. To infinity. Is that if, that is not their, if that is not their motto, <laughs> they missed it. somebody know. is missing So something. you got Army Strong. You got um, one of them's the proud, the few, the proud. Marines. What's Navy's? Um, what's the Navy's? Air Force's uh, fly, uh, fight, fly high or aim high. Aim high. Aim high. Uh, the Navy's is. Um, I don't know what the Navy's is. Do I have that in my notes? Skip Google all of them. I don't have it in my notes. The Navy slogan for last year. Forged by the sea. I feel like you just made that up. No, that's the new service slogan. That's their old one, though. Oh, I don't know. Go fight win. Yeah, it's forged by the sea now. It used to just be go Navy. That's a that's a dumb one. Yeah, they didn't stretch very hard on that one. So yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this week. Yes, sirs. And uh, I guess that's all for this week. So thanks for listening in. Absolutely. Um, It's my part, right? That's it. That's your part. It's been a while. I wasn't paying. Can we lead back in for you? (laughs) Here's the thing. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening in. I wasn't paying attention. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at The Guy Pod. Also, please go and subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And you can listen to us directly at www. I couldn't stop saying it. It's only three W's. TheGuyPod.com. Or find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, if you have any ideas for future shows or you just want to comment on anything we've mentioned, you can email us at TheRealGuyPod at gmail.com. Um, other than that, that's it for this episode of The Guy Pod. So for Josh Kelly and Skip Nichols, I am Adam Gooch. And remember, when you're in over your head, the first thing to do is close your mouth.